Yo, welcome back. In this episode here today, we're going to teach you how to become an expert conflict breaker. So if you've been catching yourself in patterns of conflict where you can't stop fighting with this other person, like both of you are really angry, both of you want to be right, both of you are really hurt by what the other person is doing, and you're not sure how to escape that because, again, it just keeps on happening again and again and again. And right when you think you've resolved it, it's not resolved. This this episode is dedicated to exactly that. So keep on listening. And uh, Scott and I just finished resolving some conflict in the beginning of this episode. And we're going to talk through exactly how we got through it uh, within the next 45 minutes or so. Um, it should be noted that the conflict that we got into was over some stupid shit. <laughs> Like most conflict, right? It feels like it's based in something important, but it's actually about something really minor. Um, yeah, so I think that's enough context. Let's begin. Oh man, I gotta, I gotta brace myself for this conversation. This feels like it's gonna it's gonna get vulnerable here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> After we just worked through all that conflict, man, that was pretty, yeah, it feels, well, I just have to say, I feel a lot, I feel more connected to you now. This was really cool working through that stuff. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for taking the lead on the responsibility too. That, that helped a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't have mastery over that struggles. The struggle is definitely there. Yeah, for sure, man. And just, just for the listener, we just, uh, I have Scott, this is Scott. Hey, what's up everybody. Um, I have a, a a challenge around technology and um you know this is kind of a common occurrence that i um kind of fumble with certain things um like links to the zoom call that we get on to do this podcast and um yeah i i had a i was challenged today and um rob and i got into a little it, it was conflict man it was you know a challenge and we worked through it really in a skilled way which you know, um, felt hard in the beginning and, um, with some, with some, um, vulnerability and some skill, we were able to work through it. I think pretty quickly, man, within 20 minutes to come back into connection, because honestly, Rob, I felt like that took me back to a younger place, like a way younger place, five, six, seven, eight years old. And man, that could have, what went on for you and I could have lasted for hours, days, weeks. Um, but I just noticed like really coming back into connection, uh, your willingness to stay in the fire, uh, with me. And, uh, you know, I definitely, I wanted to stay in the fire. Like, this is it. This is the real test of relationship and, you know, feeling uncomfortable and, and just staying with it rather than running from it and disassociating or, going to get drunk or high or jerk off or play video games, man. I really respect um, you for staying in there with me, man. And I, I mad, it felt really challenging for me. So, you know, that's, I, you know, there, there's some embarrassment that I, I faced um, in some shame and some, you know, sadness. And I, I also felt like, you know, this is the end of our relationship. Like, Oh yeah. There's some abandonment worries there and like wow man we we were doing so this is so fun and i enjoy this so much and then this is going to be the end of it um a lot of yeah a lot of shit so i'm just grateful for the listener man 
for Rob staying in the fire and working through this with me. And we got to resolution like fucking warriors in, in a really skilled and a fast way. And then now I feel super connected and powerful. And like before I was collapsed and, you know, fucking feel like in a shame pile. So thanks, man. Yeah. Thank you, dude. Um, I feel like with that experience, it was a little bit like having both of us like trapped in a well and sort of like drowning and we each have like the controls to like sort of like elevate the other person out of the water a little bit. And yeah, I've, I've noticed this pattern in myself as well, where I'm like just so stuck in strong emotions that it's like really hard to just like hit the button, like raise the other person out of the water and they'll do the same for you. So there's like a lot of thrashing around in the beginning on my end. Um, and it, it helped a lot having like you on the other side, like not getting like super reactive, kind of like taking time to listen. Um, uh, and, and coming in with responsibility and vulnerability that, that helped a lot. And I, I would, I would agree 20 minutes was really fast for the degree of like the amount of triggering that was happening. Yeah, man. Yeah. I was in the shit, dude. I was in, I was like, Oh fuck this. It's over. That's it, man. No more podcasts. We're never going to get through this. And then, you know, like, it, that's what it felt like. It, it was like, it was uncomfortable. It was absolutely um, uncomfortable for sure. And, and did not feel like resolution was a, was an option. And actually it's the only option for me. You know, I'm willing um, to stay. Yeah. I want to elevate you. Like, I see how powerful it is when you rate, like, fuck me. I got me. I'm going to raise my brother out. And, I, you know, like, and, and you know what, it's magic because it's like magic because I don't have an expectation of you pulling me out of the well, you know, and that's the best part. It's like you, you did it automatically, man, which is really cool. Like, that's what we're supposed to do. For, if I was, I feel like if you were the more resourced one or whatever, then you would have took the lead, man. And you would have pulled me out first and. I would have definitely recognized that. And like, he put himself aside to save me. You know, I would do the same for you. Mm. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, that feels good to hear and receive. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It has me wondering if like, maybe we do a detour from what we were going to talk about and talk about conflict. Yeah, man, this feels good. I mean, I, yeah, absolutely. Like that this is what I know we had an idea of where we were gonna go, but yeah, man, let's let's follow this thread. I think it'd be fun for the listener. Who who out there isn't dealing with some sort of something that is is going unsaid or there's resent or there's weeks, months, years of shit shoved under the rug that they don't deal with. I feel like conflict in the move is to stay in the fire and deal with it in the present moment because and like sharing impact and, and then the other person listening, because when we do address conflict in the present moment, it keeps our relationship clear and current. Nothing's building up over time. We didn't brush it under the rug and say, oh, I'm good. I'm good, man. Hey, bro, I'm good. I wasn't good. You weren't good. And we stayed there until we got to this point. And now there's nothing in the way of us staying connected like this until the next conflict then we work with it in the present moment if we can you know yeah maybe we have, maybe we have an agreement in place if, it's, if we're not able to stay 
Yeah, I feel like okay. I want to I want to break down some of the stuff you're saying for uh, you who is listening right now. Um, so we we covered off on a few different ideas here, but like maybe we can start off with okay. How do I know when I'm not clear? Like, hey, we've like talked through some stuff or like action steps for next time. We both have like, oh, we're just gonna do. You know, we're not gonna be. But in the background, like maybe you're still like like there's something you're hanging on to. Something about your system feels a little bit odd. Um, for me, what I notice is, um, it don't just feel like I'm like, like cheesed off or like, like my throat is constricted or like something will just feel wrong. Um, and I think the more dialed in I've gotten into like, how does my body feel? Um, the easier it is to recognize when I'm not clear. And whenever I spot that discomfort, that's still there. Um, that's a sign for me to do one of two things. One of which Scott mentioned, you know, you come in and you you talk about, hey, this is what I felt. Um, but for me, I find that it's a lot easier if I take like a few moments before to just like calm my nervous system down. Um, so sometimes that's just like sitting there with my eyes closed, like slow breathing. Um, and there's something uh, more, uh, I forget where this came from, but if you look off to the side, um, you're not making eye contact, you're just kind of gently looking off to the side into your periphery. Uh, that's a way for you to regulate your nervous system. And you, you actually might see some people doing that in the middle of conflict, they're not making eye contact. Um, it's because they're unconsciously trying to get their nervous system to calm down. Uh, so if you do that for like a minute, two minutes, five minutes, and then come back into conflict, I find, I find that tends to like diffuse some of the emotion. So it's not just like a tacky blamey. At least that that helps a lot for me. Um, so I like I like spending that time up front so I don't have to like repair the damage that I'm for sure going to do if I'm really pissed off uh, in communicating with the other person from that place of anger. Um, so I think I want to leave off there. Anything that you want to throw in or stuff that's coming up for you in hearing that? No, I like, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that because now I know you a little bit better and how uh, what you need when that happens, you need to take a few deep breaths. And if you look away, because that might trigger me looking away, not staying engaged. So knowing that, okay, Rob needs to look away, which makes sense, man, because it was hard for me to stay in eye contact, because like, I was shutting down. So I started to collapse and look down in a way because I, and I didn't want to look at you. So the same thing happened for me. But I think it's good to know your partner, like what's happening, you know, we're partners in this thing. And if you need time, and you're looking away and you're taking some deep breaths, then I know you're taking good care of yourself, man. And that's, it's good to know. Um, and for me, um, yeah, let's see what comes up for me. Um, I like staying like, I, like, I don't want to run away. Um, I want to get to resolution. Um, and it, you know, it makes sense that some people are going to need time. I mean, uh, so you did, you took a few minutes to just be with yourself and come back. And it, it still felt crunchy for me. You know, my throat was still kind of closed. Um, I was having a hard time, like looking at you. Um, yeah, it was, it was uncomfortable. And I noticed that taking the lead and really trying to understand, like for the listener, this is for me, in my experience, Taking the lead means being willing, being willing to understand the other pe person first, to listen and not be defensive. 
which I think is huge because I was like, mm, I'm holding my tongue. Like I want to like, no, man, if you, that's an argument then. Yeah. The leader takes the lead a hundred percent of the time. Whoever's the most resourced in the conflict must put himself aside and listen to understand the other person first. And, and that's what I felt like I did. I'm like, I, you know what? I want to do that for Rob because he's important to me and I can do it. So I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and I'm, I'm going to keep coming back. It's almost like a meditation. I keep coming back to my breath and I'm just staying engaged and listening deeply to what Rob is saying. So I can understand why he feels the way he does. And that's the great being that present for the listener that cultivating that skill presence and deep listening that's the move for me, man. That's I. That's like my default. Now that's a muscle that I've worked on for a very long time. So, you know, first thing is is to not be defensive. I would say it is notice in your body that you wanted like pounce because you think the other person is the enemy, and if yeah. you can shut them down, then you'll feel okay. And that isn't the case. That's only going to fucking make it worse. So be with your discomfort, and then like. Be with your breath. Be with that person. Don't take on their energy or their emotion. Like that's Rob's to deal with it. And the more I stay over here on my side and be with my experience and I can stay with Rob and hold space, that's where the magic occurs, man. You just listen. You keep coming back to listening and listen. Why Why does he feel this way? Ask questions. That's the other tool right there, Rob. Curiosity. What's going on for me and staying on my side of the street in my body, and then also asking questions about Rob, what's going on for you? What are you feeling? You know, um, I'm curious what triggered you or, you know, how, and I think it's that. So it's presence, deep listening, curiosity, and you can put those, put those numerically. I think you would probably start with curiosity. I'm curious what's going on over here on my, for myself first. Oh, I feel anger. I wonder what's going on for Rob. Hey, Rob, what are you feeling right now? Frustration, you told me. Well, yeah. Tell me more about that. I'm really curious. And it starts to de-escalate when the other, I think, you know, I, I'm genuinely is, interested in what's going on for you. And, you know, I, I, my story is that you start to feel cared for. Like, wow, he, he really is not trying to, he's not my enemy. He's not trying to kill me. He wants to know how I feel and what's happened, my experiences. And, Trying to understand so you kind of soften you know and open a little bit so that's that's what i want to say man i'll throw it back to you and i'd love to hear your thoughts on on what i you know that and if there's more to add for sure yeah yeah for sure um i think those structures that you mentioned there if for me as i was experiencing them live was like oh yeah this is like all of a sudden there's a relief and a release internally like i could feel it de-escalating on my end uh, thanks to the curiosity and like, oh, yeah, Scott's actually trying to get where I'm coming from. Um, I've noticed that whenever I come into a conflict with oppositional energy, like if I'm attacking or I'm just like not being willing to see what someone else's side is, it tends to make things worse. Like that, that's going to extend your fight like an extra 20 minutes. Like, so I, I think what Scott mentioned there is really, really important. And I also want to highlight that that's a pretty high level skill. I have access to that maybe 30% of the time, and I've been working on it for years. 
I think Scott's probably got a better ratio there. Um, and I, th I think if, if, if you look, uh, you, the listener, if you look at how you show up in conflict, you'll probably notice that you you'll fall into one of two buckets. The first one is you'll either fight or fly, right? You'll, you'll either fight or try to leave the situation, maybe a combination of the two. That's how by, by default, my nervous system reacts in situations. Um, on the other side of the fence, uh, there's like coming in and trying to fix the situation. You're there, you want to like try to resolve this right here and right now. And oftentimes when you have those two conflict styles together, it can be really messy and chaotic. Um, so, <laughs> so. Yeah, for sure. One's just coming after and the other one's running away. Yeah. And then both sides are feeling like, what the fuck is, what's wrong with this other person? Because like they're doing the thing that you don't want. So if you're fighting or fleeing, it's like you don't want to feel smothered like this person's all up in your business and you might be unconsciously trying to get alone so that you can regulate by yourself because that's how you grew up doing it. Um, and then the other side, it's like, hey, I don't want to lose this other person. There's been like people that have walked out of my life before, felt abandoned before. I need to fix this now. Um, and this person keeps on running away from me. What is wrong with them? Like, I just want to make this better. And so there's this weird cyclone of escalation. If you're not present to how do I actually show up reflexively when, when conflict arrives? Yeah, man, well put. Uh, and I think that's where, where being, being still inside yourself comes from like the presence and the curiosity. And I mean, I, I was paying attention to what was working. Like I was watching to see how you would respond to, you know, to what I, the questions that I was asking, like I genuinely wanted to know how you felt and how my behavior impacted you. And like, and I get it, like, you know, if you needed to take space and go away for a while, that's understandable. Like if, if someone is too blown out, you know, you can't expect them to stay. And if you're the, if you're the, in the dynamic of pursuing, then your work is to stay on your side and be with your experience and with yourself and try to figure out what your responsibility here was and allow that person to take space, man. And, and cause they need that, you know, and they need that to self-regulate. Maybe they're not advanced enough to co-regulate with you um, because that's another skill set too. It, it doesn't always have to be me going to my corner and doing it by myself. And so what I've noticed for me is like, if I do need to take space, it's not to go check out, it's to go get underneath what happened. Well, I found out that it, pretty quickly, Rob's tone resembled something from my childhood. And so how it landed for me was, you know, in a blaming and shaming way. So I knew right away, Rob, you know, Rob isn't my enemy. He's, he's not my mom. Um, you know, that's in that, but I knew that's what it was and that's where it was coming from. And I'm like, okay, cool. I got that. Um, he's my friend and, um, he's also in a stuck place and he's got his own thing going on. And I feel pretty good about where I'm at. It's kind of like in this like split second that you're discerning all this stuff and like, all right, man. It's like the, the judo move. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to be in the, in the fire with my brother and I'm going to help him. Um, you know, and I'm going to help myself at the same time. And I don't know if I got off track with that. I don't know if the, you know, 
I, I feel like I feel like that's good. That's that's solid content. Yeah, man. I mean, um, yeah. I think, I, I think... I Go ahead. Let me as as I'm listening to you share. I think um, there's like a couple things that come to mind. I I feel like. I feel like people will either learn to regulate by themselves really, really well or learn to regulate with people really, really well. Um, it's not necessarily a progression there. I think both skills are valuable, but like certainly knowing how to do both really, really helps. So that like if there's another person that is not available to help me get through this conflict, I can make sure that I'm okay without that. Yeah. Um, and I can come back around like I for for me i found this to be particularly important because if that person can't help me get unstuck and that's the only skill set that i have then i might blame that person like oh this like motherfucker is holding me emotionally hostage and like i'm not going to get complete until they want to talk to me and it might be months or years or whatever um and, and vice versa right like if i don't have the ability to process with other people live it'll, it'll probably take me a lot longer to do it on my own like if i'm with someone who has skill then it takes a few minutes to sort through it. Whereas if I have to do it by myself, it's like a few days sometimes, especially if it's like a deep trauma. Um, so wherever you start is okay on this journey. You might be very skilled in one and not so great in the other. I certainly relate to that. I'm like really good by doing it by myself and like I'm just all right when it comes to dealing with other people together. Um, but I, I think that the important part is like beginning to learn, like how do I apply this skill set and get it over to the other side? Um, for me, I, I think the, the first thing that becomes available inside of conflict is looking for like a logical solution to what's happening. So I, I might come up with something that works really well, but then there's still all this emotional charge that, I, that needs to be dealt with. And that, that can often be like the trickiest part of all this. And, and when you have someone like Scott on the other side, though, that is able to be like genuinely curious, that helps a lot. Um, that helps a lot. Like intent matters so much inside of this situation. I think it can be easy to come in, especially for me to just like go through the motions of like, okay, I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to try to get the, this other person's situation. But if I'm, if I'm coming from a place of resentment, like that, that's not going to help. No, that's not <laughs> Yeah, you, it has to be from a genuine place, man. And I, I, it's really easy for me because I, I, you know, I can just put myself in your shoes. Like, fuck, man, that does not feel good. And it's, it's really easy for me to cultivate empathy and compassion. Um, and again, what you do for others, you do for yourself first. So I'm, as I'm cultivating this deep presence and wanting to understand, it's like I'm also doing it for myself first because I need to be on my side first i can't just jump over there and take care of you it's like i'm putting the fucking mask on me and i'm like uh okay oh there's anger there's frustration hi well like waving to it and being with it like really that's a practice that i do that has been a practice i've done not with another human being but with myself and i think that's what i'm noticing is that's paid off like, oh there it is i got it no problem big scott's stepping in yo don't worry about it, little Scott. You sit over there. Big Scott's going to handle this. My friend Rob needs some help, man. I got this. All right. Be presence, listening, understanding, ask questions, you know, curiosity. It's in when you see and feel the results of that, like how conflict shows up 
And then through those steps of, you know, I've mentioned it a couple of times, presence, curiosity, listening to understand, like that feels so much better in my body than staying in the looping fight. And with the practice over time, you know, maybe we could give some action steps for the listener to begin to start cultivating these skills because it is a skill. And I learned it. I had no idea. This is something that I've practiced and started to embody over time. And like I said, it feels so much better to be able to feel it and move through it. That's the, that's the thing, right? We got to feel it to move through it. It's just energy in our system. And when you're not, when I'm not in a victim mode, like, oh, poor me, Rob's doing this to me, that tends to keep the emotion stuck longer. So when I can, when I can be with it, oh, okay, there it is. Notice it. Yep. No problem. Now let me shift over there. I got this. Let me shift over there so I can help my brother move through this quickly too. I got my back. I'm good. Boom. The move is to jump over there now. Hey man, we talked about pulling each other out of a well and that's what you do. That's what you do for the, the people you love. You help them out of the fucking well, man. You don't leave them drowning. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you put, you go down in the airplane, put the mask on you and then take care of, and take care of the people that around you. And that's what I feel like this kind of is, man. Like what we just did was like, a, a, um, was it really deeply loving and caring and nourishing and fuck man, moving through it. Like, wow. It's powerful. Yeah, I, w- I want to I want to highlight something that you just said because I think that's really important for about half of you listening right now. Um, the other half of you probably got it, but for those of you who don't, um, it can be easy, at, at least for me, to get stuck in that whole frame of like wanting to be right or like you know like needing to hang on to the emotions. Um, and a, a willingness to defer that whole process, I, like the, a willingness to set that aside in order to find the thing that makes you feel good, even if it's embarrassing or it feels weak or you're like, ah, I want to hold on to that other thing because I want to be X, Y, or Z. Um, just being willing to switch gears or derail that train into another, another pursuit of what would actually have me feel relief and release here is so useful just just being willing to make that switch um th- i think there's like a lot of talk out there around how like mindset determines reality and th- this is actually one of those places where like hey it, it really is a choice like and uh, choosing at first is fucking difficult it's insanely difficult at first but as you begin to choose it more and more it does get a little bit easier over time um i think I, I want to throw in one thing here and then I want to like jump on top of what you were saying as well with regards to action steps. Like how do we get this skill? How do we practice it? And we should probably do a recap too of like what we brought up already. Mm-hmm. One thing that can help for me in the moment when I'm feeling really stuck emotionally is this meditation where it's like, it, it's based off of like some comedy song or a comedy sketch. It's like a dude walks into a store. It's like, yo, do you have any bananas? And then like the attendant's like, no, we don't have any bananas. He's like, okay, but like, could you check in the back? And so he disappears for like 10 minutes and he comes back and he's like, all right, do you have any bananas? He's like, yes, we have no bananas. And it's like, what's stupid? It's like a dumb joke. But like when, when, when you're there in the shit, it could be like, yo, do we have any compassion? Yes, we have no compassion right now. It's just like, God. I love that, man. 
yes we have no compassion and yeah there's this like automatic like <laughs> so stupid kind of like aha like and and that little bit of laughter is sometimes enough to shift the emotions to like okay but yeah we don't have it right now but we we could go with this is a little bit lighter this is a little bit lighter is there anything else that we don't have right now like yes we have no joy in this situation <laughs> all right cool well we're, we're fixing that um and so shifting gears from that when i heard you say sky was hey if i'm taking on conflict the useful frames for me to occupy are genuine curiosity so i'm asking questions about their experience in the impact of my being uh, how did i show up what was that like for you uh, now, this is not the same as admitting that you're wrong uh, you don't want to be taking on the guilt or the blame but you are wanting to get curious about this person's subjective experience of the interaction um, I'm also hearing that like, Hey, you're getting rooted in you first. Like, okay, what am I feeling? Let me sort through this first. And then I'm going to go over there and I'm going to ask a few questions just to figure out what happened. Um, and you're also taking time to come from like empathy, compassion, and love. Yeah. Um, where I know you mentioned a few other steps and I think they're escaping me at the moment. I feel like I've been rambling for a bit here. So mm -hmm. like, what did I miss there? Um, the only other thing that I think is like deep listening, like really like coming from like, I like Zen and coming from a beginner's mind. So when I'm in this place of presence and deep listening, I am not Scott Pagliaccio, the 55 year old man that has all this history behind him. I am a clear slate in the moment, listening to what my brother is saying, to hear him without any sort of filters from my past so that is fucking magic right there man when you can leave all your shit behind and you know there's nothing and in that place there's nothing in me that wants to be right i just want to be in relationship hmm. that's that's triggering another thing that you mentioned earlier um it's uh that's that's an amazing frame to be coming from and aspects of that that can show up if you're looking for individual things to work on or how can I be personally responsible um, without blaming myself, without getting guilty, but like I want to be responsible for the impact that I'm having and also not coming from like an oppositional, like, hey, I have to prove that I'm right. Um, yeah. and, and all of that, I think, then opens up the door for like, how would someone begin to cultivate that for themselves? Because these are tricky skills at first. So where did, where did you begin? Mm, great question. I began with um, the Nestor meditation, man. That was the very first tool that I learned inside of the relationship school. And that was a way for me to drop in to my body, to know what I was thinking, what I was feeling, um, where it lived in my body. Um, and then how, what I would do to resource myself. So it's a very simple 30 second practice. I mean, it doesn't take long to drop in. And for the listener, in, even inside of my men's group, I've noticed that men have a difficult time dropping from their head because they're in story into their heart and really feeling into your body. Like, I'm like, drop in and feel. And, and I know that can be a challenge for some people. So for the listener out there, you know, dropping into your body, again, this is a practice and give yourself permission to be sloppy around practicing it. But it's just, you know, you, you number your emotional state. Okay. From zero to 10, what am I, where am I on the scale? 10 is blown out, zero is common available for connection. So you know, you're you noticing, 
where I am, where am I on that scale? What's my emotion? And very basically, sadness, you know, sad, mad, glad, you know, if we're keeping it simple. Um, I think I was feeling some anger, some frustration. I was at about an eight. Um, the sensation, where does that live in my body? Well, I know after doing this long enough, it lives in my stomach. And then I noticed my posture start to slump and my head goes down. Um, so that pain in my stomach has me start to collapse like into myself, like physically and you know, emotionally and psychologically. So my body starts to, my shoulders protract. I, you know, I'm just looking down and away from Rob. So number, emotion, sensation, thoughts. What am I thinking? Well, I felt blamed. I felt blamed and I felt um, I'm not understood. So at that moment, Rob and I are two five-year-olds on a playground, you know, like that's what's really happened. Not, not, a, not a two grown men, uh, but we turn back into grown men pretty quickly. And then resource. And resources, something like right now, I can feel my ass on the chair, which lets me know like, hey, this is where I am here and now. I'm on this chair doing this podcast with Rob. Sometimes I like to rub my legs. I put my hands on my legs and I just go back and forth. Brings me back to the present moment. And a, one for sure, like my primary go-to resource is my breath. Keep coming back to the breath. So I'm out of story, out of reactivity, by breathing. By focusing on my breath, I can't focus on my thoughts. I'm just present. So number, emotion, sensation, thoughts, resource. Hmm. And we could, but yeah, go ahead. One additional detail on resource. Um, your resource is anything that has you feel relief or release. Just something that you can do to yourself or for yourself. Some kind of noticing that has you step away from how triggered you are and so like slowly de-escalate things you might be hugging yourself might be grabbing a blanket might be just changing the lighting in your room or taking time off but what can you do or what can you pay attention to that will have your system begin to calm down it might not be clear at first um, so you may have to poke around and try out a few different things um, but almost with, with, with reliability, anything that affects your vagus nerve will be useful there. So you can look up vagus nerve exercises uh, on YouTube or Google, and you'll get like a good handful of things to try out. Yeah, man. I, and one of, one of the other things I like to do is put my hand on my heart and one on my stomach and uh, just rub, just, you know, soothe myself. And I used to do that with my kids when they were babies and they were, you know, stomachs were upset or whatever. And I, it works for me, you know, it still works for me. I like to do that. For, and because we are responsible ultimately for our experience and for, you know, getting ourselves resourced. So, yeah, whatever works for you could be, you know, twiddling your thumbs or a fidget spinner, like Rob said, changing the lighting. Just you're again, this is a practice. So it's like going to the gym. You know, you start to practice this and you see the results in how you handle conflict in your own relationship. And over time, you know, you get better at it. And, you see the impact that it has on the people you care about. And I want to continue this work, man. It, it's so nourishing when you can work through conflict in 20 minutes, man, and be like, fuck, I feel, I feel even better than I did when we started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like that's the foundation for a really great relationship. Can the relationship grow stronger every time conflict arrives? Um, 
And and I, I want to like add some additional clarity here. So Scott men mentioned the Nestor meditation. Uh, why why would this be helpful for uh, becoming really resourced in conflict in the long run? Uh, the Nestor meditation, like like many meditations, is one of their functions is that it helps the nervous system relax, move over to rest and digest. And the more like fluid I get at that, like the more fluency I build, the easier it is for me to begin to do that in the moment. So like as I'm getting practice, getting my nervous system down again and again and again and again, over time it becomes faster and faster and faster and faster until like you might get to a point like Scott where it's like, okay, I'm going to be like sort of hurt for like a minute and then I'm going to make the choice and then I'm going to be like fully resourced or at least resourced enough to like see this conversation through to the end. Um, but it is being willing to come back and deal with the triggers, calm it down and know that the next time it happens, it will be less intense than before. Yeah, man. Well, yep. That's it right there. Well, it's going to be less. The more you cultivate that skill of being with the discomfort and, you know, resourcing yourself. Absolutely. And, and that is a, it's a huge benefit, huge benefit. Um, yeah. I don't think I have anything to add to that, Rob. That was, uh, well, per, well, I will say one thing. So I'm developing this um, program for teens, like a youth mentoring program. And I, I, the Nestor, I changed to um, Vavoom. I have this Vavoom <laughs> and it, it stands for like, what's the volume? What's the, maybe we can put this in the show notes for the, for the listener. They can practice it. The V is for volume. What's the volume of, you know, where's it at? You know, rather than, you know, where's the volume of my emotional state right now? Like you have this knob, you know, and E is emotion. Um, v is what's the vibe, you know, the sensation, what's the vibe? Where's that, where's that emotion vibrating in my body? Where does it live? And it's kind of the same. Then O is like, it's okay to observe your thoughts, man, and take a, a break for a second. And then um, I think, what, what the hell was the M? Um, let me take a look here. I really, I really want to remember. I, I think I took a picture of it. On my, I have it saved because I, I don't want to be biting other people's shit, even though everything is a copy paste. And I do want to share this with the listener because it's a valuable, I'll be honest with you, it was the first tool I started to practice over and over, dropping into my body all day long and seeing what's happening. And it, it did over time. It's made such a huge impact on me personally. Uh, the method. So it's volume, emotion, vibration, or sensation. And then like the O, is, it's okay to observe, you know, your thoughts and take a moment. And then M, what's the method that has you come back into connection with yourself? Yeah. There you go. Baboom. I'm back in action. I'm back in relationship. Baboom. I like it, man. It's a little bit more hip, a little bit more, I don't know. And it's for young people too, but it's for old people too. Yeah, it's got a ring to it for sure. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking through like um like another access point that you can practice, and these are gonna be longer term things, um, is um, what Scott is reminding me of is another meditation. Um, and this one is where you begin to start generating love for yeah. yourself, for other people in your life. 
Um, and you spend like half an hour to an hour at this every single day. Um, what this does is like you start off with the people that are very, very easy to love. Um, maybe it's like your cat. Maybe it's your grandma. Whoever that person is for you, it's like fucking love that person. Then you start to try to turn that emotion towards people that you like a little bit less. Um, or you might even try to turn it in on yourself. I found that to be particularly confronting and growthful. There, a lot of weird shit came up there. A lot of guilt. Um, a lot of blame and shame as well for myself. Um, but the, the entire idea here is that like, Hey, your relationship with yourself is the relationship that you have with other people. But if you can begin to gradually chip away at that, can, if I can gradually begin to introduce more and more of that emotion of love for other people in the moment of conflict, it will be much easier to access that love. And that will override almost any other like emotion that's there whether it's sadness or fear or anger, love tends to wash all that stuff away. And it feels really cheesy saying that, but like experientially, that's the case. Like if I can get deeply rooted in that compassion or love for the other being across the table from me, even if I don't even know them that well, but like maybe I can love them for simply existing. Here's like a conscious human being that's trying to make their way through the universe and it's all fucking confusion and chaos and they're just doing their best. I can love that when I can get to that space that makes it a lot easier to be in conflict with someone because then you're just trying to figure it out like you're trying to care for this other person by getting to the end of this conflict with them rather than trying to be right about it and I'm, I'm saying this like it's a very simple thing and it, it will be for some of you some of you have access to this and you're just like yep I can I can get to love some of you don't and if you're like me you don't uh but you can cultivate that and I think I think that I want to provide at least like that one alternative uh, and, and use whatever resonates with you. You'll find that there are a lot of practices out there that can help in the long run. But one way or another, this is about resolving those emotions that show up for you and continuing to practice that skill. Yeah. Yeah. I got nothing, man. That was well put. I think that's I feel complete over here. Like, uh, yeah, the listener has a lot to to rewind and, and listen to no actually absolutely the only yeah. well wait a minute let me say one thing you know rob's a skilled med meditator so an hour will feel like a lot but you can do that you can do a five minute or one minute a three minute you know uh don't have don't think you have to take on uh as much as rob and i you know you we didn't start there we yeah. we began just we were we're beginners and we're, we're still beginners man you know um Take your time and, and what feels good for you. And I think just adding some of these tools into your repertoire is going to, you know, if you if you are not good at conflict and you keep doing it the same way, well, don't expect to get a different result. You know, I think if you are listening to this podcast, you're looking for tools, you're looking for resources so you can, you know, show up differently in your relationships. And so what we're offering is, you know, simple, practical tools action steps that you can take from Rob and I, from our experiences, take or leave. Some things may work for you. Some things may not keep what works and drop and throw away the rest. There's no dogma or there's no, it has to be your experience. And that, that's what I'll, I'll close with, man. Yeah. I mean, I, th I really like that you brought that up. Um, it's, it's having me think of when I first started meditation, which, which was like, or picking it up again. And that wasn't too long ago. It was like a year and a half ago. 
And I, I was only I was only capable of doing like five or ten minutes. And it was just like this is way too much. Like it felt really uncomfortable to sit there. I hated it. I had to force myself and like bargain with myself to do it. It's like, okay, well, what about two minutes? Like, can we do two minutes? Um, and over time you build up, but, uh, but yeah, um, I think that compassion and that gentleness is really important. Um, and I, I also want to echo that last thing that you said around, yeah, none, none of this is, is the truth or the path. Um, th these are the things that worked for us. And this journey is about you finding the thing that works for you. It's going to be so individual. Uh, and hopefully a lot of the stuff that showed up on this show works for you. Um, and if you find something that does work for you that you want to share about, be sure to drop us a comment. I'm going to list Scott's Vavoom process in the show notes as well. Uh, and, uh, I guess that's basically it. We'll catch you next Thursday, 8 a.m. Pacific time. Thank you so much for being here. We love you. Peace. Love you guys. Yo, Rob here. Right at the end, I want to throw in one last tip. As Scott and I were discussing this show right afterwards, uh, one of the things that came up was like, hey, you know, it's really helpful to have a friend who's willing to work through this stuff with you as it's happening. Um, like that person is willing to come back and repair and make the relationship work. And so if you're lucky enough to have that person in your life, um, keep them there, keep practicing. That's, I think that's one of the most effective ways to kind of retrain our brains to not freak out when conflict happens and have it escalate until it's unsalvageable. Now, if you don't have that person in your life, that's also okay. Um, you can be that person for other people. And as you establish yourself more and more, those people will come back and they'll be able to like hang in the same space with you. It just takes two or three instances where you don't blow up at that person. You are patient and loving with that person. And what comes as a result of that is your opportunity to practice being a very safe and secure person uh, and an expert when it comes to disarming conflict. So that's the end for real this time. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next Thursday, 8 a.m. Pacific time. Peace.